This is the Saddled Stallion Podcast, where men are equipped and encouraged to understand their wiring, clarify their mission, and find purpose along the path to its fulfillment. I'm your host, Chad Kanyer, and I'm stoked to have you here. Let's roll. Got my first vaccine the other day, this weekend, actually. By the way, it kind of hurts. Like, I, I told the lady, I'm like, sneak up on me, okay? And she's like, what do you mean? And then right when I was about to answer her, she like popped into my arm. And I'm like, a girl. That's exactly how I need shots to be placed into my body is by surprise. Even though I'm there and I signed up and I signed the form and all that, it was on my calendar, surprise me, you know? I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to watch it go in and all that jazz. I don't have like a fear of needles, but... Just make it quick. Let's get on with the show. And then you got to wait 15 minutes, which for some reason felt like forever. Like I kept turning around and looking at the little timer and I'm like, really? Like there's two and a half minutes left? Like it, it has felt way longer than that. Meanwhile, I can burn 45 minutes on my couch if I'm just like chilling or in my notes or whatever, like surfing the net or whatever, I can just crush 45 minutes when you're not thinking about it, but suddenly you're on a timer and it's like 15 minutes is a long time, man. Anyway, I got my first vaccine and this is like the topic of the month, right? Everyone is getting their vaccines. Everyone's like, have you had it? Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Oh, Pfizer. Okay. CVS. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. The website and the, and the updates, it's like the talk of the town. Right. And I am happy for us, right? Like, first of all, let me just provide context on everything I'm going to say tonight. I am so grateful to live in a country where this is possible, right? This is amazing. I mean, in just a year, like all the great medical minds got together and essentially solved a pandemic. Like that is ridiculous. I mean, thank God that we have been able to develop these solutions and testing and all this kind of jazz over the, over the centuries, over the decades. Well, there's a lot of stuff over the centuries that contributed to that research and that, that knowledge of the human condition and all that jazz. But I'm just, I'm really am grateful. And I think it's awesome that we can schedule these vaccinations. I personally was a little bit on the fence about it because I'm a big believer in our natural immunities to things and our natural defense systems. Like I think we're just we're awesome creatures. I think we fight things off brilliantly. I personally, it's easy for me to think like that, right? Because I'm just one of those people who rarely get sick. Like when I get sick, it's I'm down for the freaking count. Like I'm like on the floor in the fetal position being like, don't talk to me. Like taking the day off, taking the week off, like flipping the bird to anybody who doesn't understand. You don't get it, bro. I'm never sick. And I'll go to work with like a head cold or whatever. I think you're kind of a pussy, honestly, if you don't. But now with COVID, you got to be extra careful. But I was raised like that. Like my mom, I think my mom got a physical two years ago for the first time in like maybe 20 years or something. Like she does not go to the doctor and the doctor's like, chip shape. And it's like, really? Um, I was raised to just, you know, you're fine. You skin your knee, you're fine. Like we're not going to the doctor. In fact, I got bit by a squirrel one time most people stop there. I got bit by a squirrel. I don't I think I was like 10 years old. I picked up a squirrel in my neighborhood because my dogs, we had two dogs, Gus and Sugar, weird names, I know, but they were fighting over the squirrel. Literally, it was about to get bloody. 
And I'm like, I know what I'll do. I'll save this squirrel. So I picked up the squirrel and I will never forget. It looked right at me and then took a big bite out of my left middle finger and blood started running everywhere. And I sprinted home to my mom and my, we did not get me a tetanus shot. She was like, you're good. Don't worry. I mean, maybe I got stitches. Maybe we just threw a bandaid on it. I don't know, but I know for a fact that I did not get a tetanus shot and I'm still a little better about it. I'm still a little confused about it. Anyway, um, so that's kind of, that's where I was raised that, that philosophy, right? Of like, you're fine. The body's going to fight all this off. And a lot of people are still very much of the mindset that this vaccine is, it's way too early to be administering to millions of people. I mean, we are still in the emergency release phase. And so I get their point. It's like, hey, this is usually, these things are usually tested for like years before they're given to people. And now we're talking about giving them to like adolescents and things like that. And part of me is kind of like, all right, this is a little risky, but I also think that this is like an extenuating circumstance, right? Where we're talking about a pandemic. We're talking about, hey, I just want that peace of mind a little bit. And I want my wife, honestly, to have that peace of mind. She's a little bit of a hypochondriac. Like we definitely offset one another in this domain. And so part of it is being an obedient and loving husband to just go down and get the vaccine. But I have noticed, guys, that the way we're talking about this vaccine is a little unhealthy. Like, we're honestly, and, and I get it, it's probably a manifestation of a lot of our frustrations from the last year and a half, which is, it's been a really rough season and all that. But I think we're really talking about this vaccine like it's the end-all, be-all, solution, silver bullet fix to a lot of our pain and a lot of our frustration and a lot of our anger and all of our unemployment and the reason our kids can't go to school and the reason we're so depressed and the reason we're so stressed out. And listen, I'm again, I'm grateful for it. And yes, the vaccine is going to contribute to the solution that will help across all of those things I mentioned. But it's not the solution to the bigger problem, which is in man's heart. And I'm going to get into this, okay? We have to be very careful about where we're placing our faith, our hope, our reliance, right? Because what we've done is we are are clinging to things that ultimately don't save us from the biggest issues in our lives. Let me ask you this. Do you actually think that once COVID is 100% clear, like, everyone in the world has had the vaccine that you will not have the inclination to say no when someone invites you to something guys that has been there since you were a kid it has nothing to do with a global pandemic and the wuhan virus as my friend rob calls it yeah it's the wuhan you got the wuhan i'm like you can't do that you can't say that but The answer to that question is a big whopping no. We are constantly pushing against a force in society that wants to divide us. And there's also a force inside of us that craves community. And so there's this battle going on. COVID has exacerbated 
the addiction we have to isolation and it has given us an excuse to isolate. It has given us a great, very, very convenient excuse to isolate. And this vaccine is giving us something that we are praising and we are leaning on and we are banking on. And you know what? Even with the risk, we're going for it. And we have to ask ourselves, what else in our lives do we prioritize like that? Right? And I want you to think about this, right? If you're one of those people who is like, I'm not getting that damn vaccine. The government is not going to tell me what to do with my body. I completely understand where you're coming from. The government is not there to tell us what to do with our bodies. In the last 15, 20 years, they've gotten really into the whole social and moral space, and that is not their MO. That should not be their MO. And as people, we should be relying on our own convictions and other constructs in our society, right? To uphold values. Values are a family thing. Values are a church thing. Values are a community thing. None of those things has a common denominator of government. Government is to serve and support the people. It is not to dictate what morality is. The government is starting to play a role that the founding fathers did not, they did anticipate, but they did not design our country to be stood up by the government's idea of morality, right? It's gotten completely out of hand. But if you're one of those people who says, hey, I don't want to take this vaccine. I want to wait. Honestly, I think 80, 85, 90% of people are going to have it within six months anyway. And then this, this whole idea of like group immunity is going to kick in. And I just don't think I have to take it. My uncle Bob is, um, and by the way, this is a different Bob. <laughs> this is uh, that I've talked about on previous podcasts. This is my wife's uncle, Bob, Bob Bobby. He's like, I don't want my daughters taking it, right? There's like long-term potential fertility issues, right? Like why take it, right? It's too early. And I completely agree with that. You got to ask yourself why certain people are not willing to take the vaccine. And guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going to exposit upon these three things, these three reasons people aren't taking the vaccine. This is not me judging people for that, but these things are likely in play for why they're not going and getting the vaccine. So like, I'm not judging. These are just my, this is my flawed human individual perspective on the potential reasoning underneath not taking the vaccine. Have I sufficiently contextualized this? Hey guys, you might already know this, but I am not in the business of providing a random message to a random audience. I am in the business of providing meaningful, impactful messages to those seeking more purpose in life. I need your help to do this. I'm inviting you right now to engage in a dialogue with me and to send me ideas, send me thoughts, send me questions, send me issues that you're struggling with that I can speak about on this podcast. Go to my website, chadcanyer.com. It's my name, .com. Go to the contact page, fill out a form. I will get an email and I pledge to get back to you within a week and engage in a dialogue around that topic. I cannot guarantee that I will speak on that on the air because I might be the dumbest guy in the world on that subject, but God knows I will do my very best to engage with you and to provide value, not just to you, but to every single listener, because that is why I'm doing this. Help me make this more purposeful. 
Number one is fear, right? Fair, fear, right? It, it's scary. We don't know what the vaccine could do to us. And we don't, the, the real issue there is a distrust. We don't trust what could potentially happen. We might not even trust the efficacy of the shot. Yeah, yeah, statistics, but with me specifically, right? If I have a specific blood type or a specific past or a specific, you know, skeletons in my closet, whatever, maybe the vaccine just won't work for me, right? And so I, I don't want to walk around and have like a false sense of confidence about something that isn't legit, right? And there's always a risk of that. Fear, fear is one. Pride is another one, guys. There are some people who are, they are only not taking the vaccine because they've somehow associated it in their mind with like the recent election and a lot of the things that were pushed and promoted as part of the election. They don't like the social implications of taking the vaccine, right? Maybe in their circle. So there's kind of this pride of like, you know, I don't, I don't really need it. Like, and we saw a lot of that, a lot of that on full display when COVID was at its worst, right? We saw people who, and honestly, a lot of them were affluent. And that situation kind of reminds me of what Jesus said to that rich guy. He said, hey, it's, it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven than it is for a camel to enter the eye of a needle, meaning like impossible. And I, he's not saying that it's wrong to have money, okay? It's, it's, rela- it's the relationship with money. It's what money does to our souls if we're not very, very, very careful, if it's our Lord, right? Those people, clearly money is their Lord to some extent. They think that they're completely insulated from reality and from the steps they need to take in society, not just to care for themselves, but to care for others, to wear a mask, to not congregate just for a year. I heard a lot of stories about a lot of rich people getting together and just doing their thing and feeling untouchable with this whole COVID thing. And it's like, guys, even if you are very confident like me, like that you're not going to get it, and even if you do get it, you'll be fine, you have to care for the way other people feel. It's like Black Lives Matter, right? I don't agree with a lot of the things that Black Lives Matter what a lot of the protesters have done that fly the flag, Black Lives Matter. I mean, a lot of us don't agree with that. And I I don't personally have a history of being extremely racist to people, but that doesn't mean that I can't, I can just see a Black Lives Matter poster and be like, all lives matter. That's ridiculous. Like I, I don't, I don't agree with anything they're pushing. No, no, no. I have to be compassionate about where someone must be emotionally And what their past must have been to the point where they need to say black lives matter. Like, of course they matter. You have to be sensitive to that. You cannot just ignore what's happening in other people's souls, other people's fears of COVID, right? So there's a pride there. There's a pride that a lot of these rich people have. They're like, we don't need the vaccine. We don't really take COVID that seriously. We're just going to keep doing our thing. Y'all can kind of get over it. And guess what? A lot of those people got really sick and some of them died. So it's tragic. And honestly, really hard lesson. Really, really hard lesson. Hate saying it, but pride does come before the fall. Pride is one reason why a lot of people didn't take COVID seriously. And pride is a big reason why a lot of people are not taking this vaccine. It is a pride thing. The vaccine matters too much to them to take. So the vaccine has a stronghold on them. Anyway, Pride is another one. Time. We just assume we have so much time. 
It's so weird how everyone just assumes that we have all the time in the world to figure out the answers to like the most important questions all the while, every freaking movie and every freaking conversation we have with anyone over 60 is constantly talking about how life goes by so fast. It's like, how many how many people do we have to hear say, I'm telling you, life goes by so freaking fast, blink of an eye, you can fast forward 10 years. If you don't get your stuff together, it's going to pass you by for us to actually do something in the here and now. And what I'm saying about this in relation to this vaccine is we're lazy. A lot of people are just kind of like lazy about it. And that's okay, by the way. But as long as they're willing to admit that they're just not applying a sense of urgency in getting the vaccine, that's fine. All these things are in play. These are just, in my mind, data points, logical data points for why someone could not be going and getting this vaccine. And most people, I mean, in my world at least, most people have a completely different relationship with this vaccine than what I'm describing here with the fear and the pride and the time. Most people are not afraid of going and getting it. Most people are more afraid of getting COVID than they are experiencing adverse effects from getting the shot. Plus, there's a lot of groupthink going on. Hey, you got it, you got it, you got it. I'll be fine, right? It's the same kind of thing as like drinking at a party. Like three of your buddies are drinking at a party. Odds are you're going to drink at the party, right? It's just the way it is. It's groupthink. They don't have this kind of relationship. They don't have a sense of pride. They don't have a sense of like, oh, I'm better than that. Like they're not above it. They're like, no, I need that. I don't want to die. I need that. I have a kid. That's my situation. I have three little kids who aren't going to get the vaccine. And by the way, they're about to go to school in three or four months six months. If I'm going to be asking those teachers at school to get the vaccine, then I want to get the vaccine. I mean, come on, like what ground would I have to stand on to tell the teacher to be vaccinated? But I spend more intimate time on the couch with my kid and I'm not vaccinated. It's just not fair. So most people aren't dealing with these things. And most people aren't dealing with the laziness factor either. They can, you know, they're on a distribution list and they book a time and they show up in their car and they go inside CVS. It's kind of a joke. Like my experience was so easy. It was like no big deal. And so most people aren't dealing with that. And so what I'm saying is most people right now would look at the fear and the pride and the laziness, I should say the lack of the respective time, that are preventing people from going and getting the vaccine. And they would say, that's stupid. Like, that would never stop me from going and getting this vaccine. The pandemic is a big deal. Why don't people have the same perspective on the biggest pandemic in our world. It's not COVID. The biggest pandemic in our world is man's heart. It is the all-natural, undeniable, unending thirst for more. Envy, pride, selfishness, deceit, lust, more, 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 me, 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 me. I mean, don't we see that that is a larger, more dangerous, more sustainable infestation of our souls than this little bug called COVID that in 10 years will just be another strand of the flu that you just talk about it with a doctor and get a quick shot as part of your annual checkup? We are so laser focused on this 
Wuhan originated issue that we're not focusing on the one issue that has given rise to a million, billion, gajillion horrible issues throughout the history of man. And it all starts in our heart. It doesn't start in some seafood mart. I don't know. I didn't mean to rhyme, by the way, right there. It's a way bigger issue, yet nobody cares. Too many people don't care is the way I should say it because I care. I've seen a sickness that plagues our societies way more than COVID ever, ever could, ever will. It's funny. It's like our top priority right now is our health. Like our top, everyone's top priority right now is to sprint to a CVS and get a vaccine that can prevent you from getting a bug. Okay, it's a virus. I shouldn't call it a bug. It's a head cold. No, like it's a big deal. A bug that could take you down for two weeks. And I've heard it really does like take people down. I heard it sucks. I also know... 17 people who have had it and they're still alive, okay? So the risk is not that bad. I mean, like, let's just be honest. Unless you have a pre-existing condition, unless you're obese, unless you honestly have not taken care of yourself for a long time, and I know that's not everyone, okay? But unless you are dealing with something else or have a medical condition that's completely outside your control. My buddy Joe is a type 1 diabetic. Joe, I know you're higher risk you're healthier than me. You, you eat like a freaking Hulk. You actually were Hulk for Halloween one year, for God's sakes. And you looked great, by the way. Unless you have one of those conditions, COVID is not, it's not nearly as threatening as what we are not even caring about is what we are refusing to talk about. Let's talk about that. Who could you not talk to about COVID right now? But if you bring up God, if you bring up, hey, what do you think happens when we die? Ooh, no, 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 no. Ah, that's just kind of a, mm, let's not go there. Uh, that's like a way bigger freaking deal. The same things that we deem moronic that are preventing people from going and getting the vaccine, they're the same forces that are in play restricting people from asking themselves those hard questions and finding the answers that actually give them a sense of peace in their life. Fear. They are worried they're going to learn and believe the wrong thing. They are worried that an answer that there is a God, what happens when he judges me? What happens if he doesn't love me? What happens if he rejects me? Those are big fears. There's answers for all of that. There's more data behind none of those fears being real than there is behind this vaccine that you're sprinting down to CVS to get a shot of. There's three months of data behind this vaccine that you are praising right now and you are prioritizing right now. 2,000 years worth of data and a lot more literature and a lot more proof and a lot more logic behind running to that answer. Think about it. Just look at the time and look at the efficacy rate. Mm, very interesting. The answer to that fear is peace. Now, peace, when you have that solution, peace is like having a vaccine.
that works, that you just know it works. You've been in dangerous environments. It's been tested. You've been around people who are all infected, and it just does not affect you. In fact, you heal them. When you have God in your heart, and you are committed, and you are sold out, and you are a believer, guys, bring all the COVID, the spiritual COVID, my way. I'm going to be fine. Yeah, I will be tested. I will be tried. But as long as I stay in the yoke of God, if I'm like, God, I need you here with me. This is going to be a tempting environment. Or God, this is going to be a really scary environment. Dude, you're bulletproof, man. That's what Jesus did, by the way. The Pharisees, like the religious rulers of the time, the people who had it all figured out on paper and all that jazz, they criticized the hell out of Jesus. They're like, you're hanging out with like the wrong people, man. If you're the son of God and you're perfect and you've never sinned, you're hanging out with tax collectors who were like the least respected people of the time. You're hanging out with hookers. You're hanging out with just the wrong people. And he's like, dude, these are the people I came who actually feel like they need me. Like they, they're not prideful. Good segue. Pride. I mean, we all know that the pride of man is just, it's an impenetrable monster in your mind, right? This prevents people from thinking they don't need God. They don't need the answers to the big questions because if they have enough money, if they have enough women, I'm talking to you, man, if you have enough sexual exploits, if you have enough hotties texting you, whatever it is, whatever the lingo is these days, you think you're good. You just think you're insulated from reality. You're insulated from the big conversations and the big questions. You don't need the answers. I did it for years, guys. Why struggle with the big questions when I can just medicate and distract and have fun? I just go from one thing to the other. It doesn't matter to me. I can just make more money. Just get another promotion. It'd be enough. It's never enough. It's going to come crashing down. You need to be willing to ask yourself the hard questions. The only thing you're insulated right now is from reality. It's from happiness. It's from truth. That's the pride. And the opposite of pride is freedom. A prideful person says no when they're invited somewhere because they're like, I don't need it. I'm good. So I don't need to associate with you. That's lame. That sounds kind of like too cookie cutter for me. I'm not going to go. That's not swagged out. It's not going to be cool. Instagram, whatever. The response is freedom. Freedom to say yes. Freedom to say yes because you just want to go. Freedom to say no because you don't want to go. Freedom to say no because you know it's not good for you. Freedom to invite someone to something stupid just because you want to be with them. And come take a walk with me. Hey, man, I'm going to go do some errands. You want to hang out? Like, what? That's called genuine friendship right there. Being willing to let someone in and just walk and do life with them. I wish I had more people who would be like, yo, I'm going to do some errands. You just want to hang out and talk? What? You like me? <laughs> we don't got to go like a baseball game. We don't need all these distractions. You don't, you don't need alcohol, right? It's just like, hey, come hang out. I love people like that. I want to be someone like that. We have freedom once we have the vaccine, once we have God in us. Once we have answers to some of the big questions that plague us, they keep us up at night. The only difference is your willingness to realize and admit they keep you up at night. Stop freaking distracting yourself. And the third one is laziness. The opposite of laziness is getting answers that you need, having some focus and having some responsibility for where you are, not just 10 years down the road when, oh, in my 30s, I'll grow up. I'm my 30s, I'll figure it out. No, get some answers now, man. Your 30s will look a lot better if you get answers now and you start cutting out people and crap and addictions and jobs and chases that you don't even care about ultimately that aren't going to contribute to your long-term plan. Stop wasting time, man. Stop wasting time. And you know it in your heart when you're wasting time. 
You got to make a change, man. You got to make a change. And I'm not talking about running down to CVS. I'm talking about treating CVS like a source, treating a CVS like those people in your life who are willing to talk to you about the big stuff. Go somewhere with answers. It doesn't have to be some church, okay? I'm not pushing that. I'm just saying go to the person in your life who's always been willing to talk, who seems to have their stuff together, seems to be content, not just on paper, right? Not just their resume. And I don't care what their income is and what they drive. Someone who's got answers, man. Someone who's got peace. Someone who's got peace. Man, when we have a vaccine in our heart, you know, another thing we get is group immunity. Group immunity. You get five people together and three of them, know they have the answers. They feel like they're on the right track. They feel like they have a relationship with their maker. And guess what? It's just better to be around those people. It's safer. It's a safer place to grow. And so even if the negative comes in, it's immediately squashed by the positive. It's not kicked out. It's not ridiculed. It's displaced by light. Light dispels and displaces darkness. Darkness still exists, but light beats darkness. And we all like light. It's a positive thing. We get group immunity. We can be a contributor to the group immunity in our communities, in our work, in our homes. We can be a part of group immunity, not by running down to CVS, guys, not by Pfizer, bowing down to Pfizer, buying Pfizer stock, like anywhere I can be involved, any way I can support. No, I'm talking about the real answer, guys. We've got to get answers to the big stuff. There are so many young men out there. Let me just talk to you young guys who are in your 20s. Maybe you're in high school. Maybe you're mostly in your 20s. And you're even having success in your life, like on paper. Like your parents are proud. The girls are like, oh, he's stable. Like, okay, like I'll do it. I'll give him a shot. Because he's like, he's got a job. He's good looking. Gets haircuts pre-COVID. He's been doing it at home. But like he's creative. He can do it whatever, I went way too far, but you feel like you have everything that you kind of like need and you're like, why don't I like have a sense of, what is all this for? Is it because I'm not chasing like my dreams enough? That's where you're going to go. By the way, that is where you're going to go and I can so freaking relate with that. Trust me. Keep listening. You'll hear way too much about my failures as an entrepreneur and all the amazing victories internal victories that I gained from those failures externally. Oh, that's my whole deal. But let me ask you this. Do you actually think getting more of what you already have a lot of is going to satisfy you? Like the gap in your heart right now, that's an emptiness. There's a void there that is way more vast than the difference between $70,000 a year and $120,000 a year. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like running up to someone on a battlefield and like World War II, like it's D-Day. It's uh, Saving Private Ryan. Oh my gosh, dude. If, dude, if you're in your 20s, you might not even know what Saving Private Ryan is. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. You need to fix that immediately. Go on to Amazon Prime Video. It's probably going to be like one of those weird rentals that's $5.99 and you're like, God, I don't want to pay that. But you just do it. Saving Private Ryan. Or just go get the VHS and pop it into your, yeah, go Amazon Prime. You're going to watch that movie. They're running up on Normandy and they're just, I mean, what a gruesome freaking scene. Woof. I saw that in theaters and it like changed me. I like learned more about the body through Saving Private Ryan? 
I hadn't paid attention in anatomy. And I'm like, that guy's guts are everywhere. We have that many guts? Suddenly I had to retrace my steps in science class and be like, oh yeah, I did learn that there's like four miles worth of guts inside of us. I just saw all of that on Normandy Beach. Anyway, really gruesome scene. And it's like running up to a guy on Normandy Beach and he's losing freaking three quarters of his body. And you're like, hey man, I have an Advil for you. And he's like, what are you? And then he dies. I mean, come on. That's what it's going to be like when you make more money. That's what it's going to be like when you bring home another girl who's super cute. That is what it's going to feel like after you've, whatever, after you've reached that next milestone that you're setting out in front of you. Guys, the answer is a freaking vaccine to the sickness in your soul. It is not more of the BS that ultimately just distracts you from the sickness inside of you. It's not the facade. It's not the strings, as Cuba Gooden Jr. says in Jerry Maguire, another movie you must freaking see. It's not the BS. It's not the distractions. All of the stuff you think that if you could just get a little bit more, you'd be satisfied. It's all a freaking trick. It's all a lie. It's BS. Take it from a guy who has gone down those roads. It's all a waste of time. Now, it's not all negative here, okay? If you figure out the answers to the big questions like, where am I going when I die? Is there a God? How could dinosaurs exist if there's a God? Freaking ask these questions. By the way, most churches will answer these questions for you if you really ask. And if they don't, find another church. Go get answers to the big questions so that you can stop the freaking guts from spraying out of your stomach. Stop trying to shove them all back in your stomach and just kind of save face and look good on Normandy Beach. Freaking figure it out. And what happens after you figure it out, and by the way, it's a journey. It's not like ding, 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 but there are some ding, ding, ding moments along the way. All of those things that you want, those desires, those passions, those cravings, those things that right now you think I'm declaring wrong, they're not wrong. But you have the right lens as you look at them and you have the right prioritization as you look at them and you have the maturity to say, is that desire in alignment with what God wants for me? Because it's, and guys, for someone like you, for someone who's hungry and thirsty and has all these ideas and you're just brimming with excitement and brimming with passion and you could just, you feel like you could do a million things amazingly well if there was just more time in the day and more caffeine. (laughs) Been there. You need to eliminate things that are not in alignment with your character and purpose. And you'll never have a true understanding of character and purpose unless you have answers to the biggest questions that are actually teeming in the bedrock of your soul right now. Bigger foundational questions. Your vaccine is not freaking CVS. Your vaccine is in your quiet time with someone who created you, who loves you, who every single desire in your mind and heart he placed there for a reason. That is what it's all about. Now, don't use God for that. Do not leverage God for that. He cares about your heart way more than he cares about 
the things you do on this earth. He cares about your why way more than your what. So you're going to have to get your why right. And that just takes some time. And that just takes some humility. But guys, if you're running around and you're prioritizing this freaking vaccine, it's going to save our lives and save the whole world. Get real. You will not stop isolating after COVID. You will not have a constant temptation to ostracize others after COVID. You will not stop the addiction you know is wrong when COVID ends. You will go back to bitching about your commute. You will go back to cutting down your coworkers. You will go back to envying your brothers because you are messed up just like me, just like the next guy. We are jacked up. We need a savior. We need an answer. We need the true vaccine. So I have a question for you. What is stopping you from sprinting down and getting a vaccine? Not at CVS. From where you've been thinking about going this entire conversation. By the way, I call it a conversation even though it's one way. It makes me feel like it's more collaborative. <laughs> What's stopping you from going talking to her, man? Or, or him? Or going there? Or reading that? Guys, we, you have it in your mind. What's stopping you? Costs are much greater than two weeks in your bed. Trust me, man. It's way bigger. You would be foolish not to. Chase the real vaccine. Thanks for listening to the Saddled Stallion podcast. That's it, guys. Be strong, be humble, walk in purposeful manhood. Yeah.